Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book. I do the review, stick it up here um, on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is nobody, it's just me by myself. Juliana is at home, I'm back home. Juliana is also at home, she didn't feel like joining with the recording. And to be honest, I thought I was going to speed run this book review. Juliana said it should be called a, a, an SFBRP show shorts you know like those youtube shorts and what is it the instagram stories and the whatever your snapchat things which just only last for a few minutes or only last for a minute and then disappear because um i don't have much to say about this book and normally that is a prelude to the longest episode in quite some time but really this book i don't have a lot to say about it it is uh, the book i'm going to talk about quickly now is galaxy and flames which is the horus heresy book number three which is part of the horus heresy uh, series of books which is in the let me get this correct here the warhammer 40,000 setting or 40k setting um it's normally a tabletop miniatures war game by games workshop and uh, and but this is like one of their main um science fictiony fantasy um war story tie-in novel series Series. and um this book was recommended to me like two years ago wasn't it and uh and it's uh and i looked at it and i was like wait a second i'll read the first book but the, t- the how many titles are in this series let me quickly look here 60 books the last one was uh released in october of 2021 as an ebook and hardback called warhawk warhawk and it's horus heresy book number 60 but it's also its own series as well the siege of terror book one etc 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 um but the first book came out back in 2006 that's horus heresy i reviewed that two years ago or about two years ago last year i read false gods the follow-up to that and this is the third book and it turns out at the time i was like there's no way i'm going to continue reading 54 or was it 60 60 books in the series but i was told actually no the first three books make a well-formed self-contained little trilogy um of uh, warhammer books if you remember my previous books you're like why is luke reading reading a Games Workshop Warhammer tie-in novel, but I was told it's surprisingly good. And you know what? That first book surprisingly good i gave it four stars and if you know what four stars means here on the sfbrp that means a quite good book a very good book just a good book is like three stars you know 2.5 is average good is three you know very good is four and like amazing you know once a year on average luke reads a five-star book so four-star books that's dan abnett horus rising and i was like that book is better than it has any right to be being a war games uh, you know a, a warhammer tie-in novel like any of those tie novels, like novelizations of movies, generally not very good. Novelizations of computer games, um, again, not read many at all. But this one was said, hey, you should actually check it out. It was very good. And I gave it four stars. The follow-up book was... The Horus Heresy number two, which was False Gods, um, by which kind of continues on with the same story, but they just get a different author to go, right, this person's written that book. Now, they, let's get someone else. This is Graham McNeil wrote the second book. And that was a very good follow up to Dan Abnett's Horus Rising. Not quite as well written, but, you know, pretty good. 
the unfortunate bit in the end is that it felt like, you know, you, you got through that first one. Loads of really great character building, lots of good dynamics between different people, setting up interesting situations. The second book, it felt like they got to like right near the end of it. I was like, oh, hurry up, hurry up. This is only a trilogy and we've got to make the bad guy, Horus, we've got to make him into a bad guy. He's got to have his heel turn. He's got to turn in b- bad and evil. And they're like, okay, okay. And then just wrapped it up and was like, and now the main bad guy is evil and it's like pantomime, you know, stupid villain evilness and you're like oh great and I was a bit disappointed with how it went I thought it was going to be a lot more political rather than someone just like turning evil on a you know on a uh, almost like a, a spiritual level or a um, magical level like suddenly goes and now the evil curse and now you're a bad guy and I was like ah, I wanted a bit more from that which brings me to the third book in the series and you know how I said about the first book that it was a, it's a tie-in war novel, like a you know war games novel, Warhammer novel. And what are you, what would you expect from that kind of thing? Unfortunately, this is book three, and book three is what I would expect from a a, a Warhammer. 40k tie-in novel series it is this book is mostly one war it's one big military operation on one planet and i'm actually pretty impressed by it you know there's lots of good action lots of good you know tactics or not tactics but lots of interesting stuff and double crossing and interesting maneuvers and this person's on this person's side and then they go on to that person's side and all that kind of stuff it's very good but it is it felt in insubstantial in a way compared to the first two books which are about world building and setting up this world which is ten thousand years this is like warhammer 30k instead of 40k it's 10,000 years and and how did the dystopian warhammer world of warhammer 40k how was that set up like what are they where are these characters from what's all going on there and these books explained all that or put it this way the first two books explained all that this third book is like and now a battle and i'm like great and what else is happening it's like nope just a battle um, i looked up here on the series horus rising was 12 hours and 14 minutes false gods the second book 11 hours and 18 minutes and then this book is eight hours and 50 minutes and nine hours. So it's, you know, it's like, um, what's that? Like three hours less than the first book, shorter than the first book, two hours shorter than the second book. And it did feel that way. It felt like, oh, this is what a Warhammer book should read like. It should read like in a, a fun battles with insubstantial characterization and not great themes. I mean, there are some interesting themes in here, like the idea that this empire was set up to say, okay, it's got to be an empire of rationality and an empire of, you know, keep keeping everything in order and everything's really good and we're going to ban religion and things. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then as the books go on, a religion kind of forms around the emperor who... Um, who is who set up this empire to say that uh, it's uh, you know we're we're going to stop all of these wars and struggles and things by banning religion and then a religion springs up around him and then there are these things in the void like when you go through when you go through uh, do these you know fast travel between planets you know you got to go through not wormholes you got to go out into into the void and come back in and there's other things out in the void and they come they creep through and make spiritual stuff possible and magic-y kind of stuff possible and like oh this is all really interesting but all of that which was felt really interesting and intriguing in the first two books is kind of like and now we're going to learn about this by the and i was like ah not very good 
those that uh, this uh, this third book, which is a pity because I'm not certainly not going to read any more of these books. And but a lot of them are like apparently like standalone novels. There are some kind of series within series. I kind of maybe want to maybe next year because I seem to often get into these uh, habits where I like read the next book in a series about twelve months or about a year after I've read the previous one. Dan Abnett. Uh, with that first book convinced me he's a very good writer and I'm now kind of intrigued to to see what else he can do actually I just went over to the Wikipedia page here I'm seeing the length of the books and they're a very surprising one well, unsurprisingly very consistent length of book um, with you know always between like just over 400 pages so obviously uh, oh there's some 500 page books here but you can kind of see that these uh, these authors have been given a, a, a word count or a book like how chunky the book has to be to fit in with all the rest you know it can't be a big book it can't be a small book just keep churning out these books and they you know they contract different writers to go for it oh yeah dan abnett's written many of these so i do find it interesting that this third book is so weak but it did feel like this was like imposed by whoever the creator of this series was like we need an opening trilogy you know one's going to be one book's going to be released in april 2006 another one in june 2006 another one in october 2006 as paperbacks let's let's get them out there and uh, and let's wrap up this story and i think dan abnett laid groundwork which graham mcneil was was capable of continuing but then ben Count was like he he was he was doing his word counting like he really needed to wrap up this story in as much time as needed and it's sort of like well we're going to do all of this in one encounter this one battle on this one planet uh, and again it's very impressive it's fun battle stuff but it did make me feel like oh right this this is what I was expecting when I read Horus Rising and was, you know, very well surprised, uh, or highly surprised, massively surprised that Dan Amnett wrote like a really good novel um, f- using this. But then he was, that was the first novel. Like he was, it was, that was like the jumping off point for all of this. So he could do anything he wanted, whereas these other guys are like following up. Um, I'm actually surprised, well, not surprised. It's interesting to see how close these following authors are writing in the same style. The style of writing is there. The battles feel all like they're in the same world. The characters all feel like the same characters from previous books, but they just they're just not as well drawn and in this book don't have enough to do and i think that's the main thing is sort of like all the action was set up in those first two books and then they're like okay what is the heresy what is the betrayal and here it is and you're like wow okay that's pretty bad and uh and at least there's some nasty stuff in the book uh well yes a lot of nasty stuff in the book um but it did feel like i was reading the novelization of somebody's board game session rather than a proper novel uh again which is what i was expecting with this series and it feels like three books in we we've done either a regression to the mean or uh, there's there's a um it's uh it's swung back in the other way to be honest if all of these audiobooks were in say the audio audio free library sorry the audible free library i would probably listen to some more of them you know get go through them spring through them but for me these this book series is certainly not worth me spending my audible credits on or buying extra audible credits to spend on this kind of thing so uh yeah a pity that this trilogy and this reading experiment that was set off for set off who was it recommended juliana you remember was it giovanni no yeah giovanni yeah, it was. So uh, thank you very much, Giovanni, for the first two books recommendation. The third book didn't really live up to it. But 
you know, it was good to wrap up the story. It was good to see what happened to all those characters. And then the story continues with other characters in other places, um, the continuing adventures elsewhere. So uh, let me now head over to um, Goodreads and I'll see, let's click on this Galaxy and Flames and I'll see what other people thought of this book. Um, so it's got a it's got a 4.1 rating overall on Goodreads. Of course, the Warhammer and this series fans will start off with this and keep going and rate it highly. So uh, Ned Leffingwell rated it four stars. The future is grim, dark, and everything sucks. Um, this series continues to do a great job of showing how a technologically advanced society such as the Imperium could fall into such disarray. Uh, if you like 40k and lots of space marine shooting things, this book is for you. Yes, this is very much a lots of sh space marine shooting things. And lots of swords. They have these um, chain swords, which seem to be swords plus chainsaws at the same time. Pretty good. Alan DeWitt rated it three stars. My comments regarding this volume are pretty much the same as for the previous three volumes. Wait, this is the third volume. You must mean the, the three previous two volumes. I know this is a bit lazy, but these books, despite being written by different authors, are all very similar in style and tone. Um, and this is only one. This is only book three of a fourteen-volume series, so it would be premature for me to reach any conclusions yet. Yes, Alan Dewitt. He wrote that review in two thousand twelve when this was merely a fourteen-volume series, and now it is a sixty-volume series. So uh, yes, that is enough for me. There are no other reviews by SFBP listener listeners, but there are some ratings. Five stars by John and other John, and Rodney and other John, four stars, Daniel, Santos, Martin, all four stars, then James, Andrew, and Simon Ross, three stars, and Art. Jimmy Davison, uh, Jimmy Davison marked it as to read. I think he's a, a juggler, though I know, rather than a, that's a BRP listener, though. Anyway, do I have anything to say about this? No, I think that's it. Let's wrap up the podcast. Look at that, under 15 minutes. The next book that I'm going to review is Theodore Sturgeon's More Than Human, which is sitting, which has been sitting here in my uh, uh, in my to review list. I've, I finished it many like a month ago, two months ago maybe now. But I do want to talk about this book, and I want to talk about this book with Juliana. And so tomorrow she'll have time to do a podcast before I head off to the UK, and uh, we'll have energy then to do it. Um, yeah, you can check out audibletrial.com forward slash Luke Burridge if you want to uh, support the podcast in that way by getting a free audiobook to listen to. And I would recommend Horus Rising by Dan Abnett if you want a 12-hour, 14-minute um, book about space marines intriguing and shooting each other. Um, not each other in that book. Uh, so that's that's a recommendation. Or if you would like to support this uh, podcast and me and Juliana more directly financially, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. Um, that'd be great. Follow me on Instagram. I'm at Luke Burridge there. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burridge there. Uh, next week, I'm going over to the British Juggling Convention, which I'm really looking forward to. It's a big juggling convention, and I've not been to a big juggling convention for a year and a half. So uh, that should be good. Uh, going down there, my mother and I are traveling down there and uh, staying in a camper van and uh, hanging out with some jugglers. Uh, although it's a pity that we're camping because I'm just looking out now and the forest is covered in snow. What's it doing? Look at the, can you stand up, look down there. It's, it's look into the forest. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought spring was here and uh, April. it's April. April showers and April hailstones and April snow. So that's a pity. Right, that's it from me. Thanks a lot for listening and I'll catch you next time.